officially back yep and uh we want to start off with a rest in peace to prodigy from mob deep definitely passed away today um still unsure exactly how uh but he was he suffered from sickle cell and he was rushed to the hospital after a concert because of complications dealing with the sickle cell disease um yeah, so rest in peace, man. My beat gave us some classics. He's definitely one of my favorite rappers. Um, man, so yeah. yeah. Y'all, go listen to my beat. Find out what real rap is, because that motherfucker was giving you lyrics. He was giving you bars. So, um, we all have, and we all have people, we all have friends, family members that deal with sickle cell. Definitely. It is a daily struggle. Mm-hmm. They have to be aware of weather changes, their diet, um, everything. Everything. I, I don't know enough about it to speak on everything, but it's painful. That shit is painful. Hopefully soon, uh, we will have somebody on who can actually give us more of an in-depth look into life with sickle cell. Oh, you're gonna look out for that. Definitely. See what's up. But we are back, man. We back. We back. After two weeks, we back in this bitch. Yo, needed that break. <laughs> Much needed. I <laughs> was like, do we have to come back? <laughs> Joe, Joe don't fuck with y'all for real. <laughs> I try to tell him, man, the fans is loyal. I was like, man, uh, can we get one more weekend? <laughs> like it was summer break and shit. It did feel like a little bit of a summer break. I'm not gonna lie. A little spring break. A little, little spring break. Little, was spring, spring break, break ever two weeks for you? It was like 10 days. Okay. So it was like kind of two weeks. I, I felt like it was two weeks. That's Damn. dope. A full two weeks? That's lit. I'm probably absolutely <laughs> wrong. I'm like, I'm not. You, you probably just didn't go back. I'm percent sure I'm wrong. This motherfucker just, just took two felt, weeks off and it was only like a week. But we are back, and we appreciate the fans, the fans, the people, the listeners. Right, fans. it's funny even saying fans. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. I'm sorry. I, I feel like I'm disrespecting y'all. We hella Hollywood now. But the listeners, the family. Definitely. Fuck family. fans. The family it rocks with us. And y'all really wanted to hear some more shit. That's crazy. Nah, that's what's up. I mean, we were 17 episodes in. I feel like, you know, we've covered a lot of different shit. We've had, you know, a few different folks on the show. And look, that was just like pilot season. You know, we were just gearing up to bring y'all some more good shit. We have some stuff coming. For real, for real. Definitely. 
We have some guests coming on. And I do want to say this. You know, we always we want to make sure you know that we are our podcast is definitely touching on issues that are important to the homosexual community, the black community. But at the same time, sometimes we're not going to discuss it, it. We may have a guest on that has nothing to do with homosexuality. Exactly. But we want a good guest. We're it's we are me and the gay homie. My, I'm hetero. He's homosexual. We can talk about anything we and want. We're the, just showing you we we can do this without we can just do whatever we want. We don't have to be stuck in a box. Right. It's the world through our eyes, essentially. So the yeah. world encompasses more than just you know <laughs> getting straight. And black more men. than just sexuality. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like it's really more than just sexuality. Yeah. It's a bunch of stuff that we want to discuss and touch on. And we have some guests coming up soon. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> they, they said nah, they, nah, we got them. They we said they were. They said they're with it. They said they are down. So now we just have to figure out schedules and pull everybody in. Definitely, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to bend a little bit and possibly do it at some weird times, you know, <laughs> to get these recordings in. But it's what we're gonna have to do. Everybody can't fit our schedule. We get it. Hey, bees like that. So, uh, what you been doing these past two weeks, man? You check out that Tupac movie. <laughs> No, I did not. Why not? I, I, honestly, I don't plan on it. I never planned on it. I, from the beginning of the previews that I started seeing, I was just like, I want to give this actor, and it's it's not even on the actor. I mean, it's it's a big feat to take on the role of Tupac and completely like make people feel like, oh hell yeah, he he got Tupac because he was just such a multifaceted, com- like complicated man, but um. Just from the previews I used, I was seeing in the beginning, I was just like, I don't think he's capturing the essence of Pac. I don't know. I don't want to be disappointed. And as we've seen in the past, what, five years, with all of the biopics that's been coming out back to back, it's highly likely you'll be disappointed. So, uh, yeah, that, I don't know. But, I mean, shit, the reviews I've been hearing ain't been making me want to go see that motherfucker. I don't know why I went to go see it. You went to see it? Yeah. Oh, true. That's what. Um... I think basically because it's Tupac, and I, you know I love Tupac. My dog's name is yeah, Tupac. Yeah, I plan yeah. on naming my son <laughs> Tupac. It's only right. Um, I'm going to have a Tupac tattoo. Um, <laughs> hey, that's gay. <laughs> so Tupac, Tupac, Tupac. I I saw it. It wasn't good. Mm, damn. I was kind of yeah. hoping you would be like, it actually was, it was Nah, good. it wasn't good. There was something, the actors weren't all that great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the main, the guy playing Tupac, he was pretty good. He wasn't bad. Right. But Tupac is, it's too much to fit into a movie like that. Where do you think they fell short? They fell short by trying to fit it in a movie. <laughs> Honestly, the best way to have done a Tupac movie. Was how New Editions was done? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, because you could have that was perfect. Okay, you could have stretched this out into a fucking series. Yeah, because he was so deep. He had so much shit going on, mm-hmm. and he was damn near a contradiction at times. Yep, and not because he's a young man. He, exactly, do. and he's human, and we he have different yeah. emotions and feelings and ways we look at the world today versus tomorrow. Shit, even Malcolm X changed his viewpoints, so you grow. But absolutely. I mean, one minute he wants he, Tupac wanted unity and mm-hmm. us to 
strive to become greater and build our own communities up. And then he stomped out a crib <laughs> in Vegas and got shot. That's not funny. But he was young. You yeah. can say... Didn't he die when he was 25? 25 or 26. Like, God damn. You know what I was doing 25 or 26? Fucking around. I was stomping out cribs. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I again want to clarify on this show that no one in this program is gang affiliated. Uh, we support... <laughs> no, nah, I was just making the point that I was definitely willing to fight at that nah, time yeah. with my brothers. You don't really grow up till you're like 30. Seriously. <laughs> it's what I'm hearing. No, seriously. Because I'm 28 and I'm still like, just like going, wow, I can't believe I just figured that thing out. Like, so I can only imagine 25. Yeah, it's the little stuff that you start, that starts mattering to you. Like, mm. the little changes that mean so much more. One thing I always, I always think about when I, when I, uh, when we discuss maturing or maturity Knowing your friends, knowing the people that you care about, love or whatever. I used to just talk my shit. Talk shit about, like, not, talk shit about the homies, not in a mean way. I didn't mean for it to be mean. (laughs) But I thought it was funny. Man, shut your punk ass up. And I'd have jokes about them. And I'd just be going in. Because they could do it about me. Right. And it didn't bother me. But... Sometimes I would do it about them, and they would be hurt. They may not talk to me for a while. Right. And I could have, the immature me was like, well, fuck it. If they can't handle it, then they shouldn't shoot it out. But I can handle it. They can't. I don't have to do that. I don't have to shoot back when I know it ain't a big deal to me. Right, right. It fucks with them. You learn to pick and choose your battles. It fucks with them. So my love for them, man, let me chill. I ain't going to do my homie like that. Right. That's just a small thing when it comes to maturity, but it's just what um, what's important. It's not. It wasn't important for me to hurt somebody's fucking feelings, you know. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know where we went with that. But. Hey, but look, shit. Somebody listening, that's probably inspiring to hear a, a black man in his thirties talk about growing and maturing and caring about other black men's feelings. Shit, that's important. Yeah. So before. We before we started recording, while I was waiting for John to get here, it took him fucking forever. Um, <laughs> I was reading this article by the new nude of dot com. I don't know. I don't know. But listen, no, it was a good article though. Uh, so you should check it out. The new nude. It's spelled T H E N E U E N U D E dot com. And it's about Kidada Jones. Oh yeah. Um, some of you may not know, but Kidada was um, was engaged to Tupac. Kidada is the daughter of Quincy Jones, sister of Rashida Jones, the actress. And also, the best friend of Aaliyah. Did not know that. I did not know that. Did not know that. So that means she got secrets. Fuck secrets. <laughs> Think about the, the, the trauma. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She lost her At a fiance. Damn, right, right. And then, whew, right after, soon after, lost, not not right after, but a few years later, yeah. loses her best friend. That's still like four to five years. That ain't Yeah, no that ain't nothing. And when she lost her fiance, it was her best friend, Aaliyah, who was there for her. Shit. Comforting her, getting Shit. her through that tough time. 
That's crazy. Then she loses Aaliyah. She has no one. Um, but yeah, the story is so good. Um, it was, let me find, let me see the name of the story. The name of the story is, but who prays for Kidada? And I believe she's about 42 years old now. But she, um, her and her sister, completely different. Mm-hmm. So Rashida, she goes more to her mother's side, the Jewish right, side. Right. She went to predominantly white school. She's the passable one. Um, and she looks whiter. Yes. <laughs> uh, Kidada, a little darker, curlier hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and she looked blacker to the people that she went to school with early on. And she was called names. She was teased, stuff like that. She rebelled. And when her parents divorced, she went with her father. She went to a black public high school. Mm-hmm. She could go with black folks. She was accepted by them, by black folks. And that was her world. Um, it was, and the, the article was really good. I did not know much of this stuff. She worked with uh, Tommy Hilfiger, most yeah. of stuff. Um, anyway, so <laughs> the crazy, the crazy shit about Tupac dating her is that Tupac talked shit about Quincy Jones. <laughs> yes, he did. I'm trying to find exactly what he said because I, I, I tried to take a like, picture. Some freaky type weirdo shit that he said Quincy was on. Um, damn it. Okay, so here he goes. He was talking about interracial couples. Mm-hmm. He said, Quincy Jones is disgusting. This is Tupac. Quincy Jones is disgusting. All he does is stick his dick in white bitches and make fucked up kids. God <laughs> so, damn. God damn. Um, I'm not going to read the... the Because Re- Rashida actually wrote a response to, to Tupac in the source um, at 17 years old. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's long. But basically, she said, if it wasn't for my father, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't be able to express right. yourself the way you're doing it right now. It's irresponsible. And your music is irresponsible. Hmm. So, hmm. this is the sister of Kidada. And years later, here comes Tupac meeting Quincy's daughter, Kidada, and had to go ahead and apologize real quick. And Damn. You know, say you know, my bad. I didn't mean it like that type shit. So he, <laughs> so he could get in them draws, right? Or build a relationship. My bad, whatever. But interesting. He talked that the shit he just said. He said have fucked up kids. She wanted the kids, and he said it's fucked Jesus. up. But they got over it. Rashida actually got over it. She was writing a, a paper on Tupac, I believe, in college, and he helped her. Helped who? Help Rashida. Oh shit. Yeah. So. And, he also um, he also was able to work it out with Quincy Jones. They had a conversation and mm-hmm. they got over the issue. I well, see. That's, I didn't. The only part of that drama I knew was when Tupac said what he said. I didn't know any of that. They came to a resolution. They did. That's they dope. Did. <laughs> um, but the, so in the article I was reading, Kidada <laughs> says that she was trying to keep her relationship with Tupac mm-hmm. a secret mm-hmm. from the family. And then Quincy, and then Quincy Jones, I guess, found out they were on a date mm-hmm. and crashed a date. Oh, and had a conversation, had a conversation with Pac. But interesting story, man. And when y'all get a chance, check that out. Let me know what you think about that. Just so you know, since we're talking about Pac, I thought y'all like a little nugget. 
know, it's Tupac, baby, the best, the greatest ever, with the weakest movie. Oh, God. <laughs> the homie, the homie, the homie uh, said, Notorious is a lot better. Damn. I don't know. I don't know about it. But I, I, the only I didn't thing like I didn't like about either. Notorious was that it was a little too light. It was way too family friendly, even though it was not family friendly. Like, but anyhow, that's a whole other story. Do these people rock? Okay, let's. We I must say this about the movie, Benny Boom, mm-hmm. the director. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Benny Boom is? Isn't he like a music video director? Yes. Now? Yeah. This is who you get. But then, and then L.T. Hutton. L.T. Hutton, is music, music producer. So it's just like. Stay in your lane. Stay, stay in your fucking lane. And if you're not man. gonna stay in your lane, get the right people to help your and fucking it, ass out. All right, Jada Pinkett. She said that shit didn't happen. Exactly. How you just making shit up? Yeah, there's no <laughs> and there's no reason to make it up when she's right here. Like the Aaliyah movie sucked, but they just left a lot of shit out. That's why it sucked. Y'all just made a lot of shit up. You and you <laughs> didn't have to make up that part. You could have just you did delve. You could have just dove into another part of his life. Yep. Yep. But what's done is done. <laughs> Tupac done rolled in his grave three times over already, so <laughs> there's that. What is his mama thinking right now? Trying to fuck up my baby's life. Um. Well, she's dead. I'm about to say, um. No. <laughs> Jeez. Another rest in peace. But, uh, yeah, man. On to, on to some other fucked up shit that went down this week, as, um, in addition to that flop of a movie. Uh,. Black people are still being killed by the cops for no fucking reason. I mean, it's bad enough that we got word back that Philando Castile, that situation, didn't fucking work out. Per usual, another one again got off. We're not surprised. Not surprised, and that's the sad part, is that we're, like, numb to it. Like, it hurts, but you're still numb because Damn. you know what's going to happen. You, We really are numb to it because if it wasn't for the past up that we... That we uh, witnessed. Mm-hmm. We'd be that, surprised. It, We'd be like, what? It, it, fuck surprised. There may be some rioting. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Around the country. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like, no, this is how you motherfuckers get treated. We're tired. So just deal with it. And we're actually just dealing with it. We're just internally just. Literally holding us down. And we scared. Stay yeah. Yep. I'm scared. Like, I mean, I don't walk around in fear. Mm-hmm. But there's some fear. There's, oh, man. I'm definitely nervous. and there's, I'm scared more for others than myself. And let's, I'm not saying it cannot happen to me. That right, is right, not what right. I'm saying. But, damn, I don't, I'm shit. I don't even know what to say. Because I was going to say, maybe I handled things differently. He handled everything right. Yep. Fuck. Yep. He did everything he was supposed to do. And, and, and they brought up a good point about the NRA all of a sudden not having nothing to motherfucking I was gonna, say. Man, I'm glad Woo! That, I swear. Like, that's the shit that really got my blood boiling. It's just like... They always have something to say. Always. About gun, gun rights. But now, you have a man mm-hmm. who had the right to have his gun on him. And he was murdered. Cold blood. Because this man didn't respect his right to own a gun. That's what it is. He Basically. was scared that that man had the right to own a gun. After he disclosed with you that he had it on him. Like, that's the shit right there, too. Yo, and if you're a cop and you're scared, don't be a cop. Yep. I'm saying if you're scared of people, if you're scared of people of color, scared, I don't, whoever you're scared of, if you're scared of people in the community that you're going to be policing, 
go get another fucking job. This ain't for you. And I don't want to hear, oh, it's about me getting home to my family. Ugh. Because we ain't got families too. Because that's not what your job is about. Exactly. You chose a job where you risk your life. Fucking cowards. It's about you making sure everybody else is safe and getting home to their families. And then you. Mm-hmm. But there, I don't really... I, I've said... We've had this conversation before, obviously. A ton of times. I don't know what to say, but exit strategy? We all can't go to the same place, though. That y'all don't come where I'm going. <laughs> like, I'm going to get my group. We're going to go there. But there's a bunch of other places. Let's leave this to them. Mm. Or we can go find a little town off out in like Rhode Island or Connecticut that they don't have. <laughs> we need to find Wakanda from Black Panther. That's where we need to fucking find. Find mm. out where that's at. Shit. I don't want to dress like them, though. That was actually... You ain't got to dress like them. <laughs> we is black. It, you know, is we created. Is come there a dress code? Cause right. So much. Look, see, and this is exactly why... <laughs> Exactly why we can't get on the same page. You have motherfuckers in line like, I mean, yeah, I know we going to the land of milk and honey and shit, but like, do I gotta wear that? Hey, Michael B. Jordan was looking too serious, man, with that look, man, with his hair like that. No, I don't want... Alright, well, you stay here in your regular clothes and keep getting <laughs> shot by the police that motherfucker shit. Because... I come through in a, just a plain old white tee and some bands. Will I be accepted, you Negroes? Gosh. I will consult you, with you love, Angela Bassett you and love Lupita your, and you love get back to fancy you. clothes, don't you? <laughs> hey, hey, everybody talking about <laughs> what they're going to wear to the... Yo, I cannot <laughs> wait to see how black folks act up next February. Guess it's what, guys? Be, I won't be there until the third Joe's week. bougie ass I talking will, about some... I will not be attending any of the theaters with the blacks. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> Y'all too, y'all too hyped. No, you know what? Y'all are too hyped. I was definitely I like, like my movies. I, I, I felt I felt a little way about it. I was like, wait, what? And I thought about it and how infuriated I got the last time I went to rave cinemas in Baldwin Hills. Well, I don't know what movie. It was Fences. I was like, if y'all don't shut the fuck up, like, let me enjoy these moments in the film. Well, I would have been so pissed watching Fences because you really need, you're in it. You're in it. If you take me out of that movie, mm, when I mm, mm. I don't watch movies a lot, but when I watch them, especially in a the theater or on a plane, I'm in that bitch. That's why when I watch movies on a plane, I end up crying and shit on the <laughs> time. Hey, I'm just picturing your ass sitting there with some headphones on, just Man, wiping some tears. Look, every fucking time, I don't care what movie it is. What is it? Beyond the Lights? Cried. <laughs> that movie with the <laughs> elephant that, in the circus? Cried. Another, I don't know all these fucking movies because I'm into them like deep. Mm-hmm. If I'm into that movie deep and I'm at the theater and your punk ass want to do some dumb shit, say some shit, man. Oh, my homegirl Amber, I, I think, was with around. me and she like she had to tell me like and like kind of just give me the face like John, calm down because at one point I verbally was like, yo, stop, like shut up, like <laughs> it's too much. Yeah, I might, I might just I go for the letter. I know how I, y'all my people. I'm gonna go for the I'm gonna go for the red carpet of fear. I'm gonna go for the for everybody attending, and then I'm just not gonna yeah. go into the theater. Yeah, man, I'm with that. <laughs> just go there and show up, take pictures. Yeah, yeah. Take pictures. I'll come after after party and shit. Hashtag melanin pop is gonna be lit. Uh, then I'm gonna go to um, Culver City to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> not me. I'm waiting two three weeks. I'm gonna leave work early and go to a matinee. Oh, not a fucking show. It's gonna be me and like ten old black people. 
<laughs> they still might be loud. Yeah, that's gonna be worse. Right. That's gonna that might be worse. That's what I'm talking about, son. That's right. Black pop. <laughs> Shut up. God damn it. But um not to I hope there's a white person saving <laughs> saving him at the end of the day like most movies. <laughs> I wish y'all could see my face. <laughs> Yo, y'all would be so hot. If y'all that came, would be some bullshit. Man, if y'all came in oh. like ready. Everything we just talked about in in the in your best. And they just red carpet Mm-mm. with all that pride. Mm-mm. You walk in there and it's blindside. Brad, Brad Pitt shows up in the end scene and just like saves all the Negroes. God. So white man teaches him how to do all the karate and I shit. I guarantee you at, one, at least one theater would go up in flames in the country somewhere. Like They'd be like, fuck this shit. Hell no, nah, not today. Go in the back and break all the tapes and right. break all the, like tear up all the stuff. <laughs> fuck this. Nobody gets to see this bullshit. Right. Ain't nobody watching Black Panther. Ryan Coogler would never be able to come out with another film. Yeah, that'd be that'd be it. Done deal. Michael B. Jordan would be his only supporter. We wouldn't even fuck with him no more. You knew what was happening. I would. I would. <laughs> I think I would find a way to like excuse Michael. I'd be like, oh, he just you know he's an actor. <laughs> he has to take these gigs. Um, damn. But yeah. So. Shit. Oh, what were we talk? Why did I even bring that up? We're talking know. about escaping this white imperialism that's still oh, in our country. Oh, you talked about what was it, Wakanda? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said it like it was some bitch you knew. <laughs> you talking about Wakanda? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I fucked with her. Ah, that is real. <laughs> um, and even more recently, what else just happened? Um, the- so, to just to sober us back up on the bullshit that's going on in the country, Charlena Lyles. She was a mother of four. She was pregnant. Um, This past Sunday, she was gunned down in her home by the police. Now, this is another one of those situations. I forget which young lady it was that, like, knocked on somebody's door a couple years back, ended up getting shot because they were afraid that some black woman was under steps. Meanwhile, she was, like, asking for help for something. Like, I I just want to know why you white folks are so fucking reactionary when it comes to us. Like, why don't our lives matter to y'all at all? It's it's not just... Because I, I don't want to keep with the white folks. Cause You're right. Not, You're right. You're it's right. It's a societal the police thing force. where people who aren't us mm-hmm. have a fear. And you may say you don't have a fear. But something in, in you gets a, it's there. gets a negative reaction of some worry. So it's fear, yo. Like, yeah, it's fear. Something about us. It fucks with you because of what you see on TV, the propaganda that, that they put out. Some I mean, it's a mom. She's pregnant, yo. But add to that, she was like, apparently, okay, so the cop's story was that they showed up because she called the cops because her house was being like burglarized. They show up and they said their story was when they got there, she had like a knife and was trying to attack them. So they shot her on sight. When in the actual police recording, which I refuse to listen to because I'm tired of being traumatized by all this shit, I just read the description of, apparently they got there, you can hear them talking, and there's a whole 11 seconds of silence before you hear any, like, agitation or, like, disruption going on, and then you hear the gunshots. Um, what the fuck? Like, this woman, they said she had a knife on her. Y'all have guns. She was all of, like, 110 pounds soaking wet. 
Like, what the fuck do y'all think she's going to do to y'all? That excuse about y'all being in fear of y'all's lives has got to fucking stop. It wouldn't have happened to anyone else. Nobody else. To anyone In fact, if it was a white woman, they probably would have took the knife out of her hand like, hey, man, let me put that over here. What are you making, a sandwich? Make us a sandwich. It would have became the most friendly fucking situation ever. But nope, not on this one. It's, we've seen too many examples of the not kill motherfuckers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who happen to not be black. In fact, there was two white boys this past weekend who killed two guards, shot at some cops, and were only like subdued and detained. Like, still alive. Photo of them just like on the ground handcuffed. Breathing. Alive. As they should be. Because they're white. Even if they can't. But I'm saying. Because the system's as, working for them. I, as they should be. You should be. That's how everyone should be treated. Right, right, right. That was the way you were supposed to do your job. Yeah. Supposed so you know to. how to do your job. You so you so you just so don't you know. do it right with people of color. That's some it's just, it's like it's blatant bullshit. Yeah. But then of course And then you still want to deny Right. That this and, is what you and, do. and then when they don't deny it, they find ways to justify what they did, like, oh I'm in fear of my life. And she had, um, and she did have um, a record of like mental instability or mental illness, and but that doesn't take away from the fact that you as police officers are supposed to be serving and protecting and all that bullshit. Where, where, where does that where does that come in in this situation? Where does it come in in any of these situations? Like y'all blaming it on the fact that she might go crazy on y'all is bullshit. You have guns, clearly. Clearly, she's dead, so what she could have done to y'all, even if she did charge you motherfuckers, wouldn't have did nothing to you. It's multiple cops. One small-ass fucking black woman. <sighs> Bullshit. So, to Wakanda. And <laughs> um, Look, I'm getting my furs together. You playing? I'm about to go to... Uh, I bet you it's not You know Keisha over on Crenshaw. I'm pretty sure it's not you up. Wakanda. Listen, it might be. They're like those near a waterfall. They might be getting some, you know, off the coast breezes. Joe, you can't even come because you refuse to adhere to the dress code. And I'm 41%. Look, we already being divisive. We already (laughs) being divisive. We ain't even there yet. We already divisive. (laughs) Nigga, you can't come because I don't know what the fuck you wearing. But uh, yeah, man, it's bullshit. Also, so (laughs) our our topic for today. Is man, what, wait, what, what should I call the topic? Um, being trans in America. Okay, being trans in America. Cool. Sounds good. Sounds safe enough. Sounds man. I need <laughs> I need safe because look, y'all gonna be mad. Where we're going, yeah. we don't need roads. You guys are gonna be mad at me for something I say, and I'm okay with that. This is new for me. I may sound a little ignorant. I'm going to try my best. Maybe I won't. But I'm going to give it a... I'm going to try something. I'm try a little. So, I was um, on Facebook. Um, an article was up about trans not needing to disclose that they are trans. <laughs> and I was just... I'm going to be real with y'all. I did not read the article. What? <laughs> Yo. And that is the part of the damn problem. Uh, I didn't read the article. How are you supposed to see eye to eye with the sentiment that... Anyhow, carry on. 
But the conversation I'm starting right now mm-hmm. is off of the comments that everyone placed under the under the article. We're talking about over 300. It was so many comments. That's crazy. Um, people clearly, and it people was just, care about this. And basically, most of us all agreed. Even the one, even people like, no, everybody agreed that they felt no. Not everybody. I'll say ninety percent of the folks. A lot of motherfuckers agree <laughs> that they should disclose what that they are trans mm-hmm. to someone they are dating or trying to date. There was there were different opinions on when, but you definitely needed to disclose it. For most. Um, Interesting. Now it got a little tricky. It got a little, got a little heated. As with, gender and sexuality tend to do. <laughs> when some folks were saying, yo, you don't disclose it with me. And I find out after we had sex or we've done some stuff and I find out I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. Or some pro- I, I don't I didn't I don't remember anybody saying they would kill them. Mm-hmm. But they that may have been what someone said. And I don't know if they actually meant they would kill someone, but that's what was that may have been what was said. I know most people are like, I'll fuck somebody up. I even said it. I definitely and I feel that way. Like I if a man, if a man that I know is a man tries to touch me sexually, I'm going to punch the fuck out of him. Um if a trans tries to touch me sexually and I don't know and then find out, yeah, I'm gonna fuck you up. I still see you still like I didn't I didn't want that to happen. I didn't say yes to that. I said yes to a woman, a person who I thought was like born a woman. I didn't I didn't choose that. So you that was deceitful of you, and here comes a jab and a right hook. Boom bap. So that was uh that's when people that's when a lot of the women on the on the uh on the discussion Said, why do you guys have to go straight to violence? I'm sorry. That's how I am. I don't know why we got to go straight to violence, but why did you have to? Why did you have to hide that? If if it's gonna go anywhere, why not be upfront in the first place? Then you know I'm not with it. You move on and be upfront with somebody else, and they may eventually somebody's gonna fuck with you. Somebody gonna fuck with you for sure. Like I was on Tinder. All the time, I'm, I see... Not all the time. I'm not on Tinder like that. But <laughs> I've been on Tinder, and I've seen, you know, it'll say... I'll see a woman, it'll say trans. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate you. That was great of you. Swipe left. <laughs> um, thank you. Um, what do you... How do you feel about that? Ooh, man. My stance on this oh, is... Before I say that, okay. people have been... Like, and I know trans, I'm not discussing how they are becoming uh, targeted by some folks mm-hmm. and being murdered and, and beat up. I'm not talking about that, the, that kind of violence against them. I'm only tar- talking about the violence that may come from someone who had no idea they were in a re- in having relations with a trans or about to have relations with a trans. And... I know someone who actually that happened to him and um, he beat the fuck out of the person 
and I, he was um, he said when he was done he he blacked out he didn't even know what was going on no more he was so enraged and mm. out of it that he he is like he couldn't control himself and that's a that's an issue too because I saw somebody say yeah okay beat up the trans and see what happens in the court of law see what the see what the court has to say about that see what a judge has to say about that I don't know what they would say about that mm-hmm. because that would be a crime of passion mm-hmm. I mean that's an emotional response right there yeah it's not premeditated nothing it's like what the fuck did you just do to me I did not choose this. It's very rapey to me. That is, that seems like rape to me because I I didn't choose to have sex with a trans. I was, you didn't give me that opportunity. You didn't allow me to make the decision. And that's not cool. Very rapey. And that's a lot of silence. So you can say something. Oh, I didn't yeah. know if he was done. Look at <laughs> you was expressing yourself. You know, I was letting you get it all out. Um, I have a very loaded opinion on this entire thing. Whew, where do I start? Being somebody that is a part of the LGBTQ community, I'm, I'm first always here for the victim in a situation. Um... And trans people, as we am pretty sure we know at this point, are victimized daily in this country. Like Joe pointed out, they experience being, you know, raped, beaten, and killed. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's really fucked up. I will say, though, a lot of times, a lot of, the, a lot of what accounts for those attacks on them are those reactionary and emotional responses to them finding out that they're not trans. A lot of it is because of the prostitution ring and their families that put them out and they've been displaced and they're looking for love and they're looking for it in all the wrong places as well as money because they need to survive. And these men that they're depending on, sometimes they don't know, sometimes they do, but it could be the smallest thing that triggers them. It could be as simple as, and I've heard this happen before, somebody that's trans, like the dude, the dude that she was dealing with, he was just like, don't remind me that you're a, like that you were a man at one point, and she did that once, and that was the trigger for him to like. So it's like some of these motherfuckers know that they're with somebody who's trans, but because of their own shit that they got going on in their psyche, now that trans person is a victim of your emotional bullshit. But nah, let's hold on, wait, wait. I'm let me, saying, let me, let me get. But to, I'm saying, I'm if we do there. that, because I want to, I want to make sure these people know what we're talking about. I'm getting there. I'm getting okay. there. I'm getting there. Um, so that's one pocket of my defense for trans people. Now, when it comes to a situation where I, I, I agree, I feel like trans people should disclose that they're trans because it's, it's the same kind of honesty that you want in the beginning of any relationship. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it should never get to the point where you're murdering somebody because you find out that you were with somebody that they weren't who they were because you shouldn't murder anybody for finding out some anything that they've done to you. Murder is literally murder. But for the protection of trans people and for their own emotional stability and, and for the sake of loving themselves more, 
I would charge them and charge you all to make sure that you're being honest with your partners and yourselves enough to not put yourself in a predicament like that. And a lot of people might get upset at that because it sounds a lot like me telling women to not wear short skirts because they'll get raped. But it is what it is. Like, you cannot guarantee that this man is not going to fucking attack you when you tell him some shit like that months into the relationship. So and it's not fair. It's, it's very unfair. And it's, it's, a, it's a tricky it's a tricky conversation to have because on one hand, the only reason why that man is reacting that way is because one, and, and everybody's on their own journey with this, it could be they just don't acknowledge trans women as women. So in their minds, you, you aren't a woman. So you just, you just deceived me. And that's a whole nother thing that maybe in 20 or so years will be better, will be better at as a society. But the reality of it is I'm not going to walk up to the motherfucking cop out of nowhere waving a gun because I know what's going to happen because I'm a black man. You as a trans individual in order to survive out here, have to be smart enough to know that you're putting yourself in a fucked up situation. You know you're deceiving that person. But because you, and I I get it, you want that love, you want that affection, you probably don't think you'll ever find that from anybody else. And that's a lot of the defense with a lot of the people who've said like, oh, that's fucked up, I can't believe y'all transphobic ass motherfuckers would say that. But that's where that comes from. Like, I mean, I don't know. I have, like I said, I have a very loaded stance on this. There is no right or wrong real, like, answer. Because some people are going to find issues with whatever you, wherever you stand oh, on this. People, I, I know people have an issue with how I feel about it. Because mm-hmm. I don't look at trans women as women. Mm-hmm. Why, why not? Because they weren't born a woman. That's basically it. I will look at them as a trans woman. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. Right. So you, but, but you think that there is, that you think that distinction needs to be acknowledged. For sure. And it's not fair. I don't think it's fair to, to, what do you, what was the the pronoun used for, uh, a woman born a woman? Oh, cis cis women. Cis women. Cisgendered women. Cisgendered women. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I. We just read the article. You sent me an article. I I don't remember the name of the article. Mm-hmm. Um. But the woman was saying. The woman who wrote the article... Oh, it was, I'm a woman, you are a trans woman. There's yeah. a dink, distinct difference. She was like... I, I, get, <laughs> I get you have a struggle. You have your own struggle. Mm-hmm. And I have my struggle. I have gone through this my whole entire life as a woman. You know, dealing with... Um, watching how I speak to men. Being never said, if I speak to them a certain way, I might get my ass whooped. Right. Um getting talked down by men, just trying to find my way in the world as a woman, we don't have the same fight. I need to have my own space. Exactly. I, I have my own struggles as a woman. I I can't worry. I can't sit there worried about how you feel about me accepting you or not mm-hmm. in this space. Right. Right. I, that, I had this, actually had a conversation about that article with um, a homegirl of ours, and she was... Uh, kind of against the article at first because she was just like I just feel like at the end of the day she's trying to say that um, trans women aren't women and I don't feel that way and I was like you know what I relate to this on a black level because that's just like white people being threatened by us having our own safe spaces why can't we 
the idea of us being of, of us being unified doesn't have to mean that I can't find my own empowerment around my own people because that's important. We need people that look like us, feel like us, think like us sometimes to help you stand up on your own two feet. Because we women are need that not too. going through the same thing. Exactly. Women who are born women, cisgendered women and trans women have two different paths that they have to travel on. They both deserve the same human rights, and there should be a space for women and trans women to get together, just like there's spaces for blacks and whites and everybody else to get together. But there should be nothing wrong with me empowering myself as the underdog in the world, because if you're not a white male, that's what you are, is an underdog in this world in some way, in some form. Let, let me have that safe space. Yeah, I'm... So recently... There were, I read, there was a trans woman, trans girl, mm-hmm. who won two state, who won two women's state titles in track. Hmm. Not okay. <laughs> That's just not okay. That's not okay for me. Wait, there is mean? a physical advantage that she has hmm. over the other women. As men, I know I have a physical... As a man, I know I have a physical advantage yeah, over a woman. Yeah. Even if she weighs the same as I do. See, and you can't say this to some people because everybody's in their feelings about it. I don't care. <laughs> like, I, There was a trans woman in mixed martial arts. She's knocking motherfuckers out. <laughs> Not okay. And they are in the same weight class. Yeah, that is unfair. It is, this is why... You have a women's track and field and a men's track and field. They're not mm-hmm. going against each other because we know that there is a physical advantage there. They are stronger. Men are stronger, faster. You know, it's the, it's a fact. So this trans girl, she has the physical capabilities of a man. Mm-hmm. I understand. She believes, she feels that her gender is that of a woman. Yeah, cool. She's right. trans. I get it. But physically, you have to be real with her. You have to let her know. And she has to be real with herself. Yeah. Everybody yeah. needs to be open and honest about this. And 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 that article also, the one that we just talked about, that writer, she brought up a really good point about how we've gotten to this place where because we're trying to be so accepting and open to everyone that the minute you 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 say anything that might be possibly against the the progressive status quo is hate speech. And that's just not the case. Like, how the fuck can we move forward if somebody like Joe, who isn't familiar with trans uh, issues, can't voice how he feels and can't, then... Can't question and, and Right, can't question it. And then maybe even be corrected or educated on that and then move forward or even come to a we agree to disagree and move forward. Like, that's how democracy works. That's how society is supposed to work in terms of moving forward somewhere so there has to be a point where we have to be able to talk about some of these things without people being so easily offended yeah and it's going to get bad before it gets better i can already tell because they're not going to keep allowing trans girls to perform in these sports mm-hmm. because it's like i said it's un, it's unfair i i already know what's going to start happening Parents are going to start pulling their kids out of, or pull, start pulling their girls out of the competitions mm-hmm. as a protest. 
Yep. And it's going to make that trans girl feel like shit. I'm, to the point where the emotional trauma she's going to go through from that could lead to some bad stuff. Like, there's no way I'm allowing my daughter to wrestle, <laughs> box, or anything physical like that with a trans. Oh, oh, oh right, right. Like, I'm just... I would be nervous. I would be... I would worry about my daughter's well-being. Right. So... Yeah, that's... that's It's just a lot to think about. It is. Because we all want... We want to be as accepting. And and we knew this, you know, it's one of those things where it was like... You know how you have, like, a bunch of issues on the shelf? And it's like, are we dealing with white women's liberalism in the 60s, 70s? All right, we got this civil rights shit that they want to deal with. And then we have, like gay rights that they want to deal with and then it was like we always knew that trans that this topic would we would have to tackle this and it's here now and it's an interesting motherfucking beast to deal with it is um we all have a lot to learn Mm -hmm. about it the main thing is to always have other people's well-being in consideration absolutely absolutely we all just want to make sure we can live freely in this world but damn. And just be honest. Just be on both sides. Just be more honest. <laughs> and, a, and conversations need to happen. These kind of conversations need to definitely. happen. Because I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little ignorant to it. But you hear me. I'm open to, to the discussion. I'm, I want these people. These people. I want them. <laughs> Uh, uh, just like the white man (laughs) I want these folks to have rights too I want trans to have rights just like anybody else yeah but there's a lot of stuff we gotta discuss man yeah and and you know what I actually and a lot of people ain't like me that's so the I, thing. So I, I'm, I'm with. I want you to have all the freedoms that we all have. You like lukewarm. Yeah, it's I some motherfuckers that's hot on this topic. Oh, in the wrong way, in yeah. the worst kind it's of way. It's a long way to go. They want to whoop your ass just for trying to be you, which sucks. I think that what's alarming is that it's getting better. That's the automatic response. I feel like some people are just like, why is that the automatic response? Like, oh, I'm gonna fuck you up, and it's just like that. That isn't something that you can't explain. I, my theory was that these motherfuckers right now ain't gonna change too much. This stuff that we're discussing now is so that the next generation we bring yeah, can be more tolerant. And we know that that happens. Yeah. Because of where we are today. Clearly, right, clearly. So, I mean, I don't tell a whole bunch of old people, uh, especially a whole bunch of old black men, that I have a podcast called Me and the Gay Homie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't even hear those responses. That's not worth it. They're about to die soon anyway. I'm a proud gay black man, and I don't tell some motherfuckers that I'm doing a podcast called Me and the Gay Homie. One, just because I feel like there's going to have too many questions sometimes. I'm like, all right. Okay. Man, the looks I get when I wear my sweatshirt from motherfuckers. Which I commend you for. Hey, my sweatshirt tight. That is time. And it it says Me and the Gay Homie, so they always going to think the other person next to me is the gay one. So, ah. That's your loophole out, motherfucker. (laughs) Tricky, tricky. Anyway, <laughs> uh, man. Um, shoot. Yo, this episode, we're just trying to get back on point. I don't yeah, know. I know it's kind of a heavy one to come back to. Yeah. But like, I, I've been sitting here struggling a little bit. I, 
I'm trying to like find my words again and trying to find my rhythm with this. It's been cool, a couple man. weeks, man. Hey, look, if you love us, you'll stay with us. Shit. And if you don't, fuck you, homie. That was mean and aggressive, and I take it back. Well, Joe. So. <laughs> you are mean and aggressive. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yo. Oh, I did. Meanwhile, man. you crying in movies on a play and shit. Damn. <laughs> you told me. You told me you want to. You want me to read this shit from this post. Oh my god. So I'm gonna read. Please this. read this. Ignorant I have to read shit. this. So this is from the post um, <laughs> about um, trans disclosing what they are. I keep saying that weird. <laughs> but, so this is after everybody said what they said. A lot of people were saying, a lot of guys were saying, oh, I'll fuck somebody up. And But most of it was just, you should disclose so you don't, so someone doesn't hurt you. So this person... She was very emotional <laughs> about it. She, her response was a very emotional one. And she says, y'all are some sick fucking bastards. I hope y'all fuck straight women with a sexually transmitted disease. Like what? And your homophobic, transphobic dicks ash up and fall the fuck off. Why do I got to ash up first? That's too much. That was a, that was a lot. I hope you meet the right trans person and they beat your bitch, your your bitch weak punk asses. Okay, so this was this was the reply she got. I loved it. So what are what exactly are you saying? <laughs> the topic is about being transgender and not telling or feeling obligated to tell someone before they sleep with them. Second question: What should be the consequence for a said person who lied about their real gender before sex? Are you saying it shouldn't be a big deal if a straight man or woman? is tricked into sex with someone of the same gender? Inquiring mm. minds want to know. So, she responds with, I'm saying if women started killing niggas for being liars, every little bitch on this post would be dead as fuck. <sighs> she was a toughie. Yeah, yeah. A toughie indeed. Yeah, so it was... <laughs> I, had to, I had to share that one with you guys. <laughs> and, yo, um, on that note, my folks... Um, my folks, my homeboy Dame, him and his folks got a uh, radio show on the Social Hour. I believe it's the socialhour.com is the website, and their show is called Uncouth Radio. Um, I think it's uh, the Social Hour, but hour is hr.com. Dope. And yeah, so um, Uncouth Radio. And his wife, Angela, she yeah. has Take Five Sports. On the social hour, uh, so you can go on social hour and you see when they record it. It's live. You can go on. Uh, they record live on Facebook as well, but you can go on the site and listen to them. So check them out. I get so many topics from them because I'm. We go back and forth all day, every day. A lot of shit is us talking shit, but it's a lot of good stuff. And this is it, this gives me my ammo. Like, come on. This whole story is from that. So check them out. Some good stuff, man. Um, yeah, so I think we're about done, bro. Hey, shout out to my homegirl, Amber. I told her I would do this. At Kill I Got You on Instagram. You the shit. All right. <laughs> Why are you showing her out? What she do for us? She be listening and shit. That's all you need to do that's for all us. You that's do. all you need to do. You thought, <laughs> I, was, you thought, you thought I was going to talk <laughs> shit about it. No, that's all you need to do. I knew what it was. I just All we needed was support. You showing support. Word. Man, and shit, I'm trying to find another song. Now, but on another note, <laughs> go listen to some Mob Deep. 
pay your respects to Prodigy. And look, if you have somebody in your life with sickle cell, talk about it with them, try to be there for them, and educate yourselves on it. Yeah, man, I thank y'all for fucking with us. Yeah, sending this one out to my man Killer B. No doubt, indeed, without weed, you know what I'm saying? That old real shit. There's a war going on outside, no man is safe from. You could run, but you can't hide forever from these streets that we done took. You walking with your head down, scared to look. You shook, cause ain't no such things as halfway crooks. They never around when the beef cooks in my part of town. It's similar to Vietnam. Now we all grown up and old and be on the cops control. They better have the riot gear ready. Trying to back me and get rock steady. By the Mac one double, I touch you and leave you.